What's up everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Da Vinci Cases. Alright, so the way this works is we've got a clinical case followed by a board style question. So we're going to go through the question stem, point out the relevant clinical findings, take a look at the question and the answer choices, and then kind of divert for a minute and go through the relevant concepts to answering the question. Then we'll come back and apply those concepts that we went over to answering the question. A 57-year-old man presents to the emergency room with colicky left flank pain and hematuria that have been occurring for one hour. So this is... Uh, Definitely a sudden onset uh, set of symptoms here. And it's colicky unilateral uh, flank pain, so affecting one uh, kidney versus both. Uh, colicky just means that it kind of goes in a cycle of intense pain, followed by relief, and then it comes back again. So it kind of cycles uh, around and around. And it actually is corresponds to the cycle of say for example you have you know this is the kidney here and then you have your ureter like this and see so you have a stone here in the ureter what happens is that the ureter undergoes peristalsis and tries to contract against this stone and it meets an obstruction so the pressure increases all throughout here and all the way back into the kidney and that intensifies the pain and so this intense pain corresponds to the contraction, then these smooth muscles relax, so you have a little bit of relief, and then they contract again. You also see this, you can see colicky pain in patients with uh, bowel obstruction. You can see it with patients with acute cholecystitis where they have a gallstone obstructing the cystic duct. Um, so it's something you can see throughout a number of different pathologies, but it's always the same concept of contracting against an obstruction and then relaxing. Um, and then the hematuria, you know, you always worry about cancer too with this, um, but definitely uh, you can see hematuria with uh, a kidney stone as well. His past medical history is only notable for a recent diagnosis of chronic myelogenous leukemia. So he actually does have cancer. Um, he doesn't have a urinary cancer, but he has a, a type of leukemia. He's currently receiving uh, treatment, so he's undergoing chemotherapy. Uh, so that's something to, to take note of because, you know, chemotherapy can have its own uh, type of side effects as well. His vitals are 38 degrees Celsius, so he's febrile. Um, that could be due to the cancer. Again, it could be due to the underlying pathology here as well. Um, his heart rate is 92, so he's tachycardic. He's in a lot of pain. I mean, I, I've, I've personally actually seen patients with kidney stones and uh, doing rotations in the ER, and if you ever see it, you never forget it. These patients are in a lot of pain. I mean, I've seen young, healthy guys literally throwing up because they're in so much pain. So the fact that their heart rate and his blood pressure of 145 over 86 is increased, that, that's very common to see that in response to pain. It's a very, you know, stressful experience. So that could be the cause of, uh, of those vitals there. His respiration is 15. His respiration rate is 15. His O2 stat is 96%. So he's breathing okay. His physical exam is only notable for left flank pain, which corresponds to what he's experiencing. They do an abdominal x-ray in the ER, which is negative for any acute disease. So the big thing on an abdominal x-ray you can see is uh, either a bowel obstruction, so you don't see a bowel obstruction. Um, you can see certain stones, as we'll talk about. Um, some stones can show up on an x-ray, some don't. So just because it's negative doesn't mean that he doesn't have any kidney stones. The patient works as an executive at a technology firm. 
So he's essentially a white collar worker. He doesn't have any type of uh, exposures at work. You, you know, if he works in an office, uh, he's been a vegetarian for the past 10 years and does not consume alcohol, tobacco, or illicit drugs. So he's a very, he's a very healthy guy other than having cancer that he's undergoing treatment for. He's a very healthy guy. Um, he has a good diet. He doesn't consume alcohol, tobacco, or drugs. Um, so that all would decrease his risk for certain renal pathology that we'll talk about. It's asking this patient's pathology is most likely composed of which of the following, and it gives you these uh, components here, and so it wants you to know which one. So the key findings, we have a healthy middle-aged man with no significant uh, past medical history currently receiving treatment for CML. He acutely presents with colicky left flank pain, which has is left flank tenderness on exam and hematuria, suggesting a kidney stone. His vital signs are notable for tachycardia and mild hypertension that could be just due to pain. X-ray demonstrates that a kidney stone is radiolucent. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break from the case right now to let you know that DaVinci Cases is brought to you by DaVinci Academy, which provides online video courses for the medical basic sciences. These courses are taught using a variety of teaching methods, including bullet point outlines, diagrams, radiology images, and chalk talks, to explain the fundamental concepts. We then teach the application of those concepts to numerous clinical pearls that are frequently tested on medical school exams and the USMLE. Our video courses are available on our website, dviacademy.com, as monthly subscriptions starting at $9.99 per month. Each video course has a corresponding outline format textbook as well. You can find the link to our website in the description below. Also be sure to use the discount code DC20 to receive 20% off any of our video courses. Now back to the case. So we'll take a second here to talk about kidney stones. They all present, no matter what they're composed of, with the general same presentation, with uh, unilateral, often colicky flank pain that you can also see radiate to the groin. The clear common thing across all of them is gonna be unilateral flank pain. Sometimes it radiate. they're gonna tell you it radiates to the groin, sometimes they won't, sometimes they'll say it's colicky, sometimes they won't. Um, you can also see hematuria, but not always, and you'll see off, you'll almost always see flank tenderness on exam. So what this question is getting at is, what is the composition of this patient's stone based on uh, the different findings in his history? As far as calcium stones, these are the most common. These are radio-opaque radio on imaging, which means you can actually see them. So you can see them on an x-ray, you can see them on a CT. Uh, this patient's stone is radiolucent, so right away we know it's not a calcium stone, but just for completeness sake, you'll see crystal shapes. So sometimes they'll give you a urine analysis on, they'll either describe it with words or actually give you a picture of it. So I highly recommend you Google these and make sure you know what these look like before you take your next exam. So the crystal shape for calcium stones is usually either envelope or dumbbell. And just look at a picture, you'll see. Causes can be hypercalcemia, but not always. Sometimes they can have normal serum calcium levels. So don't always assume that. The vitamin C toxicity, you can see with malabsorption, such as patients with like Crohn's disease, hypocitraturia, um, you can see it with that as well, and then patients that have consumed ethylene glycol. So stones that are composed of ammonium, magnesium phosphate, they are also radiopaque. So you can see those on imaging, so we can cross this out already. You would see it. The crystal shape is a coffin lid, and then these are typically caused by infections from urease positive bacteria, such as Proteus mirabilis, Staph uh, cephaliticus and Klebsiella. So if they have, if the patient has symptoms of kidney stones and they have one of these underlying infections, um, you can definitely suspect ammonium magnesium phosphate. 
Stones that are composed of uric acid, they are radiolucent. They sometimes are faintly visible on CT. Um, they are visible on ultrasound. So our patient got an x-ray and you're not going to see it. They, we don't, they don't comment on if they got a CT or an ultrasound. So we have to, um, this is actually lining up. They are rhomboid or rosette shaped uh, as far as their crystals. Number of different causes here. So low urine volume, arid climates of the patient severely dehydrated. You can see it in patients with gout. This patient doesn't have a history of gout and he's a vegetarian, so he's not consuming red meat. He doesn't consume alcohol. Uh, he's not severely overweight. So those would all decrease the likelihood that it could be due to gout. However, you can see this in cancer patients, especially those receiving treatment or cancers with high turnover, such as leukemia. The reason for that is that if they're receiving treatment, they're, you're killing off a lot of cells. So you have what are cells uh, full of? They are full of uric acid. So if you are killing off a bunch of cells, you can see uric acid buildup and then actually cause stone formation in the renal system. So this is tending to look like our answer here, but let's just finish this out here with the last one. So you have cysteine, which is also radiolucent, sometimes visible on CT. So again, this uh, you know could correspond to radiolucent on X-ray, hexagonal uh, shaped crystals. However, this is due to a hereditary loss of function of the cysteine transporter in the proximal convoluted tubule of the nephron. So this is an inherited disorder. There's no mention of this patient having any past medical history significant for this. So this just doesn't seem to fit the rest of the clinical picture. So again, with these, you got to put it all together. It's not just, you know, an imaging finding. It's not just necessarily something in the history. It's kind of putting it all together. Uh, if they give you these crystal shapes, that can really help narrow it down. But again, you want to try to put this all together. So if we come back to this, this patient's pathology is most likely composed of which the following. I think we probably you probably know the answer right now, but let's just go through them. Calcium, they're radio-opaque, so you're going to see them on x-rays. This one is radiolucent, typically associated with hypercalcemia, but not always. Vitamin C toxicity, malabsorption, um, and these hypocitraturia and ethylene glycol consumption. Ammonium, magnesium, phosphate, again, they are radio-opaque as well, so you can cross that off right away. Uh, they're associated with infection from urease-positive bacteria, which this patient doesn't have. Uric acid, they're radiolucent on x-ray, can be possibly seen on CT or ultrasound. They're associated with gout, which this patient most likely doesn't have for the reasons we mentioned. However, it's also common in cancer patients receiving treatment because they're undergoing a lot of cell turnover, a lot of cell death, especially leukemia. Um, because again, leukemia is you know hyperproduction of white blood cells. And so again, you're seeing a lot of cell turnover. Cysteine again is you know radiolucent, but um, is due to that hereditary loss of function of the cysteine transport in the proximal convoluted tubule of the nephron. So what we have here is an otherwise very healthy patient that unfortunately has developed chronic myelogenous leukemia and he's receiving treatment of that. And as, as a result of the treatment for his cancer, he has developed a uric acid kidney stone that's given him a lot of pain, unfortunately. All right, that's all I have for you this time. Be sure to check out all the Da Vinci Cases videos available on our YouTube channel and our website, dviacademy.com. The PDF notes for every Da Vinci Cases is also available on our website. Also be sure to check out our podcast, The Da Vinci Hour, where we interview attendings and residents across medicine to learn more about their experiences, their specialties, and to get their insights on navigating a career in medicine. You can find the Da Vinci Hour podcast on our website or any platform where podcasts are found. Lastly, you can find all of our video courses 
corresponding outline format books on our website. Don't forget to use the discount code DC20 for 20% off. 